Hello, everyone. I'm Alex Majorano. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week, we talked to Tennessee-based singer-songwriter Phones with Chords. While plenty of kids went to amusement parks as children, Arthur was introduced to nature and camping, and it has stuck with him since. In high school, he dropped the basketball and picked up the guitar, Troy Bolton style. His album, Cut the Kid, was released in 2022, influenced by the experience of growing up in a small town. He is currently working on his next album to be released later this year, touching more on his own lived experiences, mental health, and his friend Darren. Without further ado, What's the Use, The Real Use, by Phones with Chords. Blared this warning, a voice sent down this number, and it will all go away. 1-800-something-something, I was tempted, but I couldn't. Desperation calling, like a bill collector, all she's ever faced. What's the use of real use? The purpose of all. We are what we do with it, I heard 
somebody say hey we are what we do with it Arthur phones with cords thank you so much for being with us today yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad just to have the opportunity to speak with you guys. First thing that we wanted to ask you a little bit about was the outdoors. Uh, you told us that you were really interested in the outdoors and you do things like fly fishing and camping in the summers. So tell us yeah. a little bit about that and how you got interested, where your start was with uh, with nature and such. Yeah. So I grew up, um, I live in Tennessee in a pretty uh, rural area. And so I just grew up being outside all the time as a kid. And then my parents were really big into camping. Um, and so, yeah, we would travel and do different trips and camp all summer. And, you know, so it was very much growing up with that kind of, you know, mindset that got me interested. And, you know, like there's, things that you do as a kid that when you get older you just kind of like you know rebel a little and you don't want to do those things anymore but I you know after I kind of got through high school and got into college and stuff I came back to those things I was like oh I love just love being out outdoors you know in the woods um so yeah that's really where it started it's just when my parents they were really they weren't really hippies, but they were very, uh, <laughs> they were very like, um, kind of like, they just like to kind of do things themselves and, you know, like cook over a fire and different stuff like that, you know? So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a cool way to live, honestly, to go about things. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. And as just as a, you know, a kid, it was very much, you know, like we could just kind of go explore and it wasn't, I don't know. I think sometimes like now, you know, we get worried about our kids and we've got to know where we, they are at all times and all that. And I remember so many, like, I would just be like gone all day, <laughs> you know, like, and that was probably a different era, but my parents kind of like, wanted me to be outside and wanted me to do that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where it really started. And I, I just, when you grow up with that kind of, uh, mindset, it's hard to really shake it, you know? Um, so especially if you're naturally inclined, um, uh, you know, you, you have kind of just naturally like those kind of sort of things. It's, it really cultivated that in me. And I was, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of haven't looked back since, so. Yeah, and it's like the nostalgia factor of it, you know, being able yeah. to do all those things that you are doing when you were a kid. Do you have a place that you've gone to, like, that you still go camping at that you've gone to since you were a kid? So, a cool story. We, two summers ago, uh, my family, uh, so my, my brother and I and my wife and my parents, we went back to uh, Yellowstone National Park. So, like, I went there when I was, like, 
so it's so this that summer like that we just went back was 30 years since we first went there and so we did this big uh backpacking trip and so that was really like special like because that was one of my favorite moments as a kid is when we went like um backpacking in yellowstone it was just amazing like it's just a, a glorious just beautiful place uh and so yeah so going back as adults it was like really special to like kind of like we went literally went back to the exact campsite that we went to when we were kids and so it was it was it was awesome like we like we like literally got to the campsite and there was a bear like right across the stream so there's a bear and two cubs right across the stream from where we were and it was like man this is uh this is amazing you know <laughs> it was kind of scary but amazing <laughs> i was about yeah. to say the the wow this is so amazing just not even realizing how close you are to a bear <laughs> yeah and they were crossing so it was kind of like this kind of like the stream came into kind of like almost like a little pond or lake and it was crossing and um the, you know they were crossing to our side and so we you know we did all the things you're supposed to do like yell at the top of your lungs and you know like make them make them really aware you know that you're you're there and stuff uh and they ended up like going <laughs> i think we we're making so much racket that they didn't want to come across <laughs> they were like we're not going over there anymore uh <laughs> So yeah, it was it was it was a cool moment um, after we kind of like realized we were safe and you know no more bears, <laughs> no more bears. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that's like some some of the stuff that like I, I almost want to describe it as almost like a culture in my family growing up that we did stuff like that. You know, it's like other families do like they go to amusement parks or you know like that was nature was just our thing so nature was yeah. your amusement park <laughs> no one else exactly. is seeing bears in their yeah. amusement parks <laughs> yeah yeah very, very good yeah. That, yeah i like that so growing up um around all this nature and you said like mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful space is that something that you draw inspiration from when it comes to your music I think so. I think more than I realized. Um, one of the patterns for me, as far as writing, the last three or four years, and I has been a thing. While I'll get up, like when I'm able to, like you know, like on the weekends and especially in the summers, like I, I get on a regular schedule and I get up and write in the mornings. I'll work on something and I've got a little home studio and I'll work on, I'll create something to the point where I, okay, this is, this is a thing. This is something. It's not perfect. And then, or whatever, but it's, it's something that I've done in the moment. And then I'll like bounce like just a really rough mix. And then I'll go for a walk and listen to it's usually just the instrumental of the the song or whatever it could be a beat or whatever that i've that i've created that morning and then going out in you know walking through my neighborhood or like we live really close to kind of like a greenway and it's it's really beautiful by the stream and so 
I'll go and listen to the thing that I've created that morning while I'm in nature. And that has been very, like I'll come up with like lyrics and melodies and stuff while I'm doing that, that dual thing of listening to the song, but also being outside. That makes sense. Yeah. So I found myself being inspired by nature, but like, not like going out into the woods and like writing a poem by looking at a tree or something, but like creating something and then being not in front of my computer that, you know, and I feel like I, I've, I'm really trying to, to balance it out because I, I don't know if you guys like in doing music, you can just be in front of like logic all day and it's so it's great, but it's also <laughs> like, man, it's kind of like, it's mind numbing, you know? It's like the ability to let your mind wander and like see what else yes. you can discover, you know, when you disconnect like that. Yeah. I think there's a balance that I'm still trying to kind of uh, get to. And I, I feel like that, that thing of creating and then going outside to listen to it uh, has been, has helped me to kind of get out of my, cause I'm one of those that I've got kind of like, can get in my own world creating and then it's like oh my gosh it's like three in the afternoon <laughs> you know like i i really have to i can just really just get lost and so i think like retreating back into the natural world really helps me yeah i think i think that's a a, a nice atmospheric break from from yeah. all of the i guess not mundane but kind of maybe a little bit more tedious and more thinking, I guess. Um, is when yeah. you're, when you're writing your music, is it normally like that? Like you have to go out and do stuff or like, where do you draw the inspiration for like the lyrics and stuff like the writing of your music? I, I think I've thought about this a lot and I think my main inspiration is just being observant when I go out into the world. So when I'm not at home, um, like when I go into the grocery store, or I take a walk or I got to pick my kids up from school or kind of mundane things. Um, I just kind of, I've like, I don't know, over the years, just like, learn to just kind of keep my ears open. And so when I'm doing these things, I'm like, like I went into Walmart. I live in the like Bible belt of the South, you know? So I went into Walmart the other day, which I try not to, because it is like, it's sensory overload, especially on certain days. Um, but I went in the other day and I'm like, just listening, listening. Like I'll pa pass this lady. She's on her phone. And she says the line, uh, I wrote it down. I would have to go back into my notes, but it says like something about like, yeah, that can really help your life. And that was just the snippet of the line. And was like, Ooh, that's interesting. It's like, wonder what she's talking about. Who, wonder who she's talking to, you know, like, so I've like kind of just developed this thing where I've just like get observant. I'm not trying to like eavesdrop on everybody's conversations, but I'm just trying to like be open. I'm in a place where other humans are and just 
just notice, you know, like when you're in the checkout line and there's like a kid, you know, that kind of looks up at you, you know, like little things like that. I, I get so much inspiration from that kind of stuff. Um, and also like conversations with friends, like just one of my favorite things to do is just to go for coffee with a, with a friend and just to catch up. And I feel like I always, I come away from those conversations wanting to write songs. Um, and I can't really explain it, but there's something about connecting with others and just being observant of people that just really inspires me. Uh, I don't know. Is that, is that, it kind of feels weird when I say that, but I don't know. Like, I, I wonder what, how other people do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard so many different answers, like, and everyone yeah. is so like different in the way that they go about writing and in the way that they get inspired yeah. by stuff. So I think that's a really interesting take. And I think it, it yeah. like you tell me, cause like what I'm hearing from the way you're describing it is kind of like, yeah writing stories about like these little things or is it more mm -hmm. just like these little things happen and you kind of decide to write just because of that? I think it's a little bit of both. Those things inspire me to write, but then sometimes I will like, I will put those tight. Like sometimes I've literally like taken lines that I've heard other people have said and put them into songs I almost feel like I need to give them credit, but you know, a co-write or something. Co-write person in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. But I, I like the, to me the way I look. Like I, I see just an abundance of ideas. Like I'm one of those that's like I don't really see. Like I, I kind of hear sometimes people talking about like all songs have been written. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. That. And I get that, but then I'm like, I'm always hearing, like, I hear song ideas everywhere. Like, I just, like, to me, there's no shortage of, of song ideas and, and inspiration. I, I just feel like you've got to just be open to it. If you kind of feel like it's, well, what's the point? You know, every, you know, all the good songs have been written. What's, you know, why would I do this? And you've kind of, you, you've, you've doomed yourself like that no one can create out of that scarcity. I think it has to come from some sense of abundance in life. There's got to be some kind of well that you're going to, to get that inspiration from. Um, yeah. So, but I like how you said it because it's not, it's not like I just like go into a grocery store and immediately start like writing about, this lady or whatever like I'm, it's it's more of just the inspiration and then i think sometimes the details of those experiences kind of trickle through into the songs whether you realize it or not you know i bet your notes app is so interesting <laughs> just a collection of like little <laughs> overheard, oh my God. overheard oh. things that have inspired you know songs and albums and Oh I bet they're, I bet they're fun to look back on. I'm like, oh, I remember yeah, that you know, trip to the grocery like, store. <laughs> <laughs> there's like so much stuff that I'll look like because I'm I'm kind of meticulous with like I don't like I mean I don't throw away much of anything, and so sometimes I'll go back and I'm like, I'd be like, what the hell is this? 
like what in the world like i like there's no context and i wrote this whole thing about some random thing and i'm like i have no clue what this is but i have a really hard time pushing delete you know i'm right there with you i have notes because, that i like we'll just scroll yeah. back and like why did i why do i have the number 42 in my note from like six years ago that was important then but i don't know what that yeah. means now but i don't want to delete it because what if i need it I know. Okay. Well, here's, here's my thing with that is because I've, I've had a couple instances where I will be writing something and I get stuck and then I'll go through my notes and I will literally use something from like five years ago that I have no, but I'll pull like one line out of it, you know, and then I will insert it into the thing that I'm, I'm currently working on. And it, that's happened to me several times. So after having those experiences, I'm like, I don't want to delete anything unless yeah. it's just completely dumb. Like sometimes I'm like, what, what was I smoking that day? You know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, most of the time I just want to leave it because too that for me, I think it's like, it helps my, helps me mentally to remember, like, that there's no shortage of ideas. Like the ideas are everywhere, you know? And so if I can go, like, when I go to my notes and it's like a thousand notes, I'm like, oh, yes, the whale's still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you said, things in abundance. So abundant yeah. that you've forgotten half of them and can <laughs> go back and look at them whenever you want. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that's, I don't know. I think, too, there's like a therapeutic thing. Like, I, I really look at songwriting as being like really and like key to my mental health like and i i mean it was a thing that i discovered in high school and it's i don't know about you guys but i feel like there's things that i've done for like six months and i'm like what a, i don't i don't do that anymore like i got into playing mandolin and i was like oh i'm gonna be in a bluegrass band or whatever and now i was like i was into it for like five or six months and i'm like this is not me you know but songwriting is something that I don't, I discovered, you know, late high school. And it's just like, I haven't been able to shake it. You know, it's like, I've, like, I've had periods where I didn't write, but for the most part, like it's all, it's just been there. And it's been, I got a therapist say to me once when I was going through a period where I wasn't writing, um, she said, you know, you can't just like rip the rug out from under yourself she was saying like you use writing as a way to kind of process life and if you just rip that out like that it's not going to help you in a positive way you know it's going it's you know it's something that you've learned to do so just let it be what it is you know so so tell us a little bit about um you told us like you you found songwriting like late high school tell us a little bit about like how you found songwriting and how it became such a big part of your life yeah so i i was really into um like i was in high school i was kind of uh i wouldn't say i was a jock but i kind of like was very much into basketball that was kind of like my first love so I played basketball all growing up 
and then I just kind of had an epiphany like my senior year. I'm like, I'm not going to be in the NBA or play in college. Like, and why did it take me that, that long to realize that I wasn't going to be like the next LeBron or whatever, Michael Jordan. So I just kind of like, I think I had a little crisis and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, but I didn't know what to replace it with. And I'd always wanted to learn how to play guitar. And so my, I had my mom, we went down to this pawn shop and she got me a guitar. And then we went, um, you know, I went back home. It was like the, the cheapest, crappiest guitar in the history of the world, uh, which I actually still have. I found it in my parents' uh, attic and I have it. it. It has no strings on it, but I have the guitar. Uh, but it, um, yeah. So I just remember getting that guitar. I didn't know anything about music. I didn't know, I don't really come from a musical family. But there was something about taking that guitar up to my room and shutting the door. It just felt really, um, just something special. It was like a special moment for me. And I just like sat there on my bed and just tried to kind of like pick out something. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel like that was, was something about getting alone. Um, with an instrument and realizing, Oh man, there's so many possibilities. And then when I realized like I could like write my own songs, it was just like, Oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever. Um, so yeah, that's really when it started. Uh, I think it was just kind of out of desperation to kind of replace something in my life that was really important. And I didn't know really what to do. So I kind of did a complete 180. I mean, music and, Sports are not really too compatible. I mean, I guess in some ways, maybe. So you've written a ton of songs since then. So tell us a little yeah. bit about your album, Cut the Kid, that came out last year. Yeah. So this, so phones, of course, so I'm in my, I'm in my forties. Uh, so I started, you know, I started doing music when I was like 16, 17, writing songs and stuff. So I had a, I've done like a whole, I did a whole kind of career, kind of career, uh, just under my own name. So my name's Arthur Alligood. And I had, like, I, it was kind of Americana, folksy, singer songwriter type stuff. And I did that for years and years and years. And there were, I mean, I did it some, some um, seasons of that was like I was touring and stuff like that and then there were other seasons where i i wasn't doing much but i was still writing and stuff like that and so um yeah so this phones project was me just kind of wanting to just kind of start over i i kind of i kept saying to myself i would love just to do over on my my music career like if i could just just press that button and start over what would that look like and I came to the conclusion that I would look like me just recording at home, learning how to produce myself and and just kind of starting kind of from scratch, just using like a couple instruments, a couple of mics. Um, and yeah, so that's what that's what this phone's this first album, Cut the Kid, was. And I, I just kind of like let myself kind of 
go with whatever I, I felt like I wanted to write about. Um, and I think it ended up being an album about just kind of like kids growing up in rural areas. Um, I, a lot of kind of experiences that I had growing up, um, just kind of the small town desperation that a lot of kids feel wanting to get out of a small town, but, you know, and dreaming about that, but not really feeling like maybe they can, you know? So I think that's what that record was, but I had no clue. I just kind of gave myself the boundaries of, okay, I'm going to record at home. I'm going to, I'm going to like get on YouTube and figure out how to mix myself. <laughs> I mean, it was like a complete like school that I put myself through to kind of like do this on my own. But, you know, before I had like done records in studios and the overhead is so high and it was just doing Kickstarter campaign and things like that. And I just, I didn't have the heart to do that anymore. I just wanted to make the music and I wanted to make it with the little tools that I had. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where the phone stuff came from. Yeah. So tell us a little bit then about like the writing process for that album as well. I think we got some of the general, just the themes and how it came to be, but yeah. how did you go about like making it? Yeah. So I, that's when I kind of developed the, uh, the, the process of like getting up recording and getting it to a, you know, making something enough that I wanted to listen to it. Like, so I would bounce it out. Like I would, I would get up and do like a couple of guitar parts, it may be a, a rough vocal or, you know, depending on the song, whatever it was, I would get that song to a place that I kind of felt good about it. And then I would go take that walk. And so I got in that process of doing that. Um, so, yeah, and I, I'm a teacher. Uh, my day job's a teacher. I'm a teacher. So, like, I have the summers off. So that's summers are a big creative space for me because I, you know, I don't work and I'm able to, you know, really, like, get in a groove creatively. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of how I created it. And I only used, I think I used a single guitar on that album. So there's not, it is all like all the overdub, like any overdubs of guitars, it's the same guitar on basically everything. Um, and I just, for some reason, like really strict boundaries. Like, I, I, I don't know, that helps me to go, okay, you can use this one thing. You can use this one mic, this one instrument. Okay, what can you do with that one thing? And within that, those parameters, I feel like, there's way more, it, it feels it's feels counterintuitive because you think oh I can't do anything with this just this but then you actually can you know you actually within those those rules you actually can you can actually make a record you know um, yeah so I, I like kind of forcing myself in corners like that like it's I don't know I'm weird <laughs> I mean 
I don't the see why not. Works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. works. Yeah. It works. Why yeah. not? Give yourself yeah, one I thing mean, to work with and you're going to find a lot of more creative ways to do it. Yeah. And like this record that I'm like working. So I'm, I'm like, it's being mastered right now. So like the follow-up album, like I kind of like built on the foundation of, of cut the kid and it was, and decided, okay, I'm going to open myself up to like, to be more rhythmic. So I'm like, you know, I'm, st I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to like do like a full band where I'm going to like track, you know, like bass drums, guitar and stuff like that. But I'm going to open, my, open myself up to doing like beats and basically like anything that I can do in logic. I, I allow myself to do that. And then I open myself up to use like more than just one guitar, uh, though I still use that guitar a lot. I just ran it through a bunch of plugins and stuff, you know? Uh, but yeah, so I kind of, I, I didn't want to like totally abandon kind of the, the framework from the first record, but I wanted to like, my vision was to kind of like, kind of build a world like on top of that. And like the, the Sonic, like, like if I was to take the first record and to kind of build a world on top of just the, the low finest of that record that that was kind of the vision and that definitely yeah. creates a level of cohesiveness within the music you know moving yeah. forward yeah i really see this project as being a being connect like out the albums being connected i don't see it really being as like you know one-off projects here and there like i really feel like i wanted to the like this new album to kind of like feel like it was flowing out of the first record. Um, I don't know. I just, I love that kind of stuff. I love to, I love listening back to bands, uh, discographies and just seeing how each record flows into the next. So you just told us a little bit about the album that you're working on now. Yeah. Um, and you gave us more of a look at it um sonically mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about it in terms of writing is it going to be very similar to the last one in terms of lyrics and how you got there is there any like particular themes that you were going for on the second album yeah i as far as themes i i i know there's some songwriters that set out a theme and then kind of write to that theme and i've never really been able to do that i I, t I tend to find the themes on the back end. So I just kind of write. I just like, just open myself up and write. And I used to question like, where, where did that come from? Or what is that about? And then I just kind of learned like, this doesn't really help me. I just kind of like, let it happen, you know, just so I write and it can be about whatever, as long as I feel good about it. Um, yeah, I just kind of let it go where it goes. Um, so yeah, so since this album is pretty much done, looking back on it now, um, you know, because we've we've tracked it out and you know every everything. I mean, the I it's it's pretty much done. We're just waiting on the masters and everything. It's interesting to look at it, and I really feel like lyrically, it's an album about. Um, mental health i guess i think it's about just about dealing with your 
your own stuff, you know, your own shit, you know, the things that you go through in life. Um, and just that I've seen friends go through and just watching, um, people like dig in and do the work and become better humans. That's really inspiring to me. And, you know, just the experiences I've had in doing that. I wanted to just kind of just be open to talk about things that I, I think in that first record, there's some of that stuff in there, but I kind of put it, I kind of slid it in within kind of a narrative framework, a narrative, you know, like all those, all those songs are just stories that I just kind of imagined. Uh, but I think this record is, is a little more autobiographical, even though it's, I don't know, I'm not too comfortable with it being like completely like torn from the pages of my life. Like that's, I kind of like, I like to kind of mess with the details just enough, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I get nervous and I'm like, oh man, this is like, is a friend going to call me and, and ask me if I'm okay or something? <laughs> um, yeah. D does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, be being vulnerable is like a difficult thing for everyone yeah. to do. So being able to do that in any capacity is, and I mean, if you like the music that you're making, like that's, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, like I, there's this one song on the album that is like, it feels like a complete, like nostalgic look back on this friend that I had, but it's completely 100% made up. And I'm, but I like, like, where did that come from? Like, I don't know. Like, like it's called, it, the name of the song is called Darren, and I actually love the song. And, but I didn't have a friend named Darren and I have no clue, but like I, it's so you do good. now. Like seriously, like I'm like, this one is like one of my favorite songs that I've ever written, but I think it's more about like, I remember like it, it's the songs about like this, like punk rock, like, I don't know. Like I, I was around in college or, in, or late high school around like, the guy that's like two or three years older than you and thinks he knows everything about music, but he's really just completely full of shit. Um, but he's the person that actually gets you into some of the bands that like changed your life. But, you know, and he was the, like the complete poser, but he still, he was like, like because just you were around him and he knew about stuff that you didn't know about like it just changed you. And so like, I don't know, I've, I've had people in my life that were like that. Uh, so I think I just kind of took that, that, the idea of that type of person and was like, made this song, but I still kind of like, don't know, like, I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, sometimes I like get to the end of the song and I'm like, I love this, but I, I don't even really, I, can't, I don't know if I can tell you really why I really love it, but I know I, and it feels right. Yeah, it's like taking the creative liberties and, you know, changing, yeah. 
changing what works. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, no one needs to know that you didn't have a friend, Darren. Well, I just totally outed myself. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the first podcast. Of it's fine. It's fine. We can, we can cut just that part. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cut I, out, I didn't know, Darren. <laughs> yeah i feel like I, i've like a mad i'm getting my head i'm like people are gonna be like man your friend darren must have been so so meaningful and i'm like yeah yes <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah he was yeah it was so yeah it was so good to me yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean again yeah super excited to to get to hear uh, this new album. Yeah. Uh, excited to hear whatever you got coming after that. Um, yeah. Sydney, did you have any other questions? So where can we find and follow you online and listen to all of your music? Yeah. So, so the first album of uh, cut the kid is on all the streaming sites. So if you just uh, search for phones with chords, it's all lowercase, all one word. And the chords too is not like, like a rope it's like like a chord like a guitar you know a chord so um i had that name forever i thought this is the dumbest band name in the history of the world and then i'm like well after thinking about it i'm like no i'm gonna just use this like i feel like a band name needs uh, you need to just like kind of chuckle at it every time you say it so yeah is that also so, a note yeah. on your phone is full of bad names potentially? <laughs> oh you have no clue yeah because we both have them too horrible. and neither yes. of us play any music well alex oh, does but like, yeah. yeah i don't think i will ever be in a band but i could name about 12 of them with the list that's yeah. on my phone <laughs> that's amazing yeah so i li- i had the phones with course instagram for like seven to eight years and did nothing with it. But you knew. And so I'm like, but I knew. No, I just thought like, <laughs> I came up with it originally because I'm like, all my songs always start on my phone. I always like, I'll like, like just strum some chords or like mumble or whatever. And then I'll go back and look through these voice memos and like figure out what I want to work on and stuff like that. And so... I think at the time I thought, oh, this is like a like a cool way to say that. And then like now I'm just like, this is so goofy, but I love it. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so phones with chords, if you all all lowercase, all one word, guitar chord, not rope. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't have a website yet, but I'm on Twitter. So it's just phones with the chords. You should be able to find me pretty easy. I'm really active on Twitter. I don't do much on, I do some on Instagram, but um, Twitter is really kind of where I feel like I have some sense of community where I found out about you guys. Um, So, so yeah. Yeah. Well, um, once again, phones with chords. Thank you so much for being on with us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.